Hi guys, and welcome to season two, episode four of the Weekly Freestyle um, with myself, Tom Dean, and my co-host, Alex Sutton. Um, we're recording another live episode in person together. Um, we're recording on a nice Sunday evening before I head back to Bath. We both had an event on uh, near Maidenhead this weekend, uh, which we're going to chat a little bit about in our catch-up. But our episode today is actually all about the insides and outsides of the world of doping within sport, my experience of it, the interaction in the world of swimming with doping, um, and uh, a lot about the anti-doping process as well, um, because you know it's just such. A, I, I mean, it's just not a very well-known part of the sport. I think to people yeah. who aren't involved in it. Uh, obviously, you've got some knowledge about it just from me, but I think yeah. not many people know about it, do they? No, and I think behind the scenes, it's such a big thing for for you day mm. in day out, and, and all elite athletes. And actually, it's such an important thing to get right because as we do see, if people are getting caught out or trying to beat the system, then it can can potentially be career-ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of grey areas as well, so it'd be interesting to dive into that. But mm-hmm. yeah, you... Um, well, we were both at the horse racing at the weekend, weren't we? Yeah, we went to watch the horses um, with a good group of us, actually. Uh, so it was basically all the boys who went to Marbella, minus Jay. He wasn't there, was he? Uh, unfortunately. Um, so I think, I think everyone else was there, weren't they? Yeah, we had a really good group. Um, it was actually my first time at the well with the races with like my mates. Yeah. Um, and down down at Ascot, which was really good fun. Mm. Um, so yeah, we had six races. Mm-hmm. Didn't lose too much money. Yep. Um, and and yeah, everyone had a good time. So nothing to complain about there. No, it was good. It was good fun. So I was in the box with Kai, my friend. We, our friend. We took Kai along uh, as my plus one in the box. So we got a bit of. Free food, few free drinks. Um, met some lovely people. Met um, Georgia Taylor Brown. Yeah, I think it's the the triathlete uh, who's smashing at the moment in the World Series. Mm. So doing an incredible Done job. Done a few few training sessions with her up in Manchester. Yeah, you were saying, so, but it's really really nice. Really, yeah, really nice. Really had friendly. the odd chat at training, but yeah, really speedy runner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was nice to catch up with her. Um, and then yeah, the, we just we just went down in the, the kind of main bit, didn't we? And and watched a few other races, and then we went out to watch our friend um, Perry. We did um, performing. Who's in a band at a pub in Wokingham? Unfortunately, I didn't make it that far. I think no, I ate something a bit dodgy. You at, didn't at make it to Taylor Ward's fourth song, did you? I think no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Three. So I was a bit under the weather, so I had to make a swift exit. But you're better today. But I'm feeling a lot which better. Which is the today. main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah hopefully, yeah. you don't throw up over the. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was a good day all round. It was a good day all round. No. But yeah, it was sweet. And you had uh, quite a tough week this week, kind of back back. The second return as such. Yeah. So obviously I did like, a, I did my five weeks off, did like a week and a half of training and then went to Rhodes for a week on another holiday and then came back last week. And I came back in last Monday. We had an aerobic test set in the morning. It was my worst ever results on the aerobic test set. Followed by an IM. What's, what are we talking with about aerobic so test So the aerobic test set is a four by 200 meters. Yeah. So off. how long is the 200? It's four lengths of, a, of an Olympic cycle. in terms of minutes. Well, well, it should be a lot quicker than I was going, but it's around between two and two and a half minutes. Yeah, okay. And you do, you wear a heart rate monitor. Your first rep, you have to hit 60 beats below your max heart rate, which so is about 140. Yeah. Then 50 beats below on the next one, 150. 40 beats below, 160. And then yeah. finally 30 beats below, which is about 170 heart rate. Which is, to get your heart rate that high in the swimming pool. It's quite tough. Is, yeah, because I can quite easily get my heart mm. rate to those numbers while running but yeah, yeah in the pool it's a lot tougher you have to work that last one especially um and it's a measure of your fitness because then you then you then correlate the times to the 
heart rates to see your level of fitness. So you can't go, so say, I can't remember what exactly, but if it was 150, mm. yeah. you're not allowed to go 151. You could do, but it would all be, it would all be monitored. It's plotted on a graph okay. with relation to the time. But how do you know your heart rate? In because that? we have a monitor on the side of our head in our caps yeah. and it, it projects it to a TV. But how can, you can't see that heart rate? Well, when we finish the 200, we can. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, would you say it's quite easy for you to judge? Oh, yeah, I can your gauge it to within a, well, normally I can. <laughs> I went like so normally I finish must have been a nice spike <laughs> oh my goodness me I normally finish on like two minutes 201 yeah. for the last 200 at threshold yeah so at 170 so putting a bit of work in yeah I think I finished this last one at two minutes 19 seconds and my heart rate was 177 beats a minute nice which is just absolutely atrocious uh, the, the, uh, all the girls beat me in the it squad happens. which happens. is um, normally I'm I'm I win that session out of everyone in the centre. I normally have the best heart rate to, to time ratio, just because I'm a two and freestyler. Yeah, that is your that's, that's your back, yeah, my bread and butter. So, well, that's that's what happens when. Oh goodness me! I paid for it. I paid for it. And then we did another. We did a kind of test set. It's like a descending to failure set in the evening. So the descending means. So you have we had thirty one hundreds, so thirty one hundred meter efforts, and the, the the turnaround time. So you have to come in under the turnaround time, and the first yeah. one was one minute thirty five. Is it is it to fail or? Well, you go so you go one minute thirty five on the first one, one minute thirty four, thirty three, thirty two. So okay. you have to come in under that time yeah. and see how far down you can get that. And normally I'd complete that no yeah. problem because I can get to I I've done it where I've gone one thirty down to a minute before, and I normally get to about one o two. And how many seconds? When it's really getting quick, are you having between touching and going again? Mm, you want to, well, you might have 10, 15 seconds at the start. Okay. And then by the end, it's like two, three, and then you get to the end, it's like touch and go. Yeah. You know, it's really, really tight. And normally, I'd, so if we did, if we did 135 down to 105, I'd complete that every day of the week. Yeah. And I only made it to 22 efforts out of the 30 before I went to failure. Um, but I, th- I think... Second last in the whole, sub, in the whole squad. I mean, I think this, this shows obviously about how you know the training process mm. and you've got you've got to start somewhere but also i think it shows um how even someone like yourself can you know be at mm. you know everyone has bad days and everyone's got to work, work back up kind of thing so in anywhere it's, it's quite refreshing yeah that was brutal that was a tough tough set. but dave was loving it. my coach he's like <laughs> shows me that you have to work and it's yeah. my training that you need yeah um so Nice. And also thinking about the to fail, I, maybe I should could do a few of those in my sessions. It, it's a good mark. It's a good line in the sand. It's bloody tough. Yeah. So will you do that well. again in how many weeks? We'll do the four by two hundred meter set in another three weeks. Okay. So we'll we'll yeah, catch yeah, up then. Yeah, we'll see if you can get, get ahead of any of the. Um, any it's of nice. Your it's nice when you're this unfit. The only good thing is you can feel yourself literally getting fit at every session. When you're super super fit, it's such minute gains. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think you might have quite a nice thing in a way. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's speak about drugs. Yeah. And the anti-doping process. Um, so I guess we have touched on it before, but day to day, what does the anti-doping process mean for you? So a good example of what it looks like is when we recorded the George Taplin interview. Yeah. And I got taken away halfway through. So the anti-doping process, there's different tiers to it, and the top tier, which is what I'm on, is you have to fill in your overnight accommodation every night. So yeah. tonight I'll say I'm sleeping in Bath tonight. That's where I'm staying tonight. Mm-hmm. You have to fill in your uh, daily training routine and you also have to fill in your competition routine. Yeah. And then you need to fill in, when you're on the top level, you need to fill in an hour slot. Okay. So you'll say between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. or 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. every day I'm going to be at this location. Yeah. 
And that means if they turn up to that location in that hour slot and you're not there, you get a strike. Three strikes mm -hmm. and you get a two-year ban. Wow. So it's quite serious. They can turn up out of hours. So when I was in my home and they turned up during the interview, that was an out of hours test. Yeah. If I'm in the house, then I have to get tested. If I'm not in the house, then it's no worries. It's fine. Um, but if they see you like jumping out a window and doing a runner, then you get a strike, obviously. Then they um, they send more enforcement. Yeah. So, so what was your slot today then? 6 till 7 a.m. in Maidenhead. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's always, I always do 6 till 7 a.m. because I'm always yeah. in bed then. Um, yeah, no. So that's, that's basically what it looks like and we have to have a doping test and it's either urine or blood and urine and you have to write down all of the supplements and medications you're taking at the time Yeah. Um, and you just have to provide the samples there and then. And one question I'd have is that level down, how yeah. does that differ in terms of if you're on that sort of like the B level, do you, you not have to give an hour a yeah. day? So you just exactly the same but no hour slot. So then when, when would you be getting tested at competitions? Competitions or in training okay. or at home. So they just... Yeah, they'll just turn up. And who... Is this a WADA-run system? So when I say WADA, World Anti-Doping Agency, or is this something that British Swimming lead on? Uh, I think it's a UK sport and WADA collaboration. Okay. A little collab, if you will. Um, the, the Linking to, up. Yeah, you know, it's WADA ex-UK sport. Knocking up on the door. So we have to... Um, but FINA also test as well. And it's yeah. quite crazy. The week before the Olympics, I had three doping tests in one week. Normally, I'll get on like one every three weeks. I yeah. three in one week. Just have three people knocking on like Literally, door in consecutive days. And I just had to piss in a pot three days in a row. That's tough. Um, and the process when you get tested is they come with either... If it's just one guy, you know, it's just urine. If yeah. it's two guys, it's blood and urine. Mm -hmm. If it's blood and urine, you have to sit down for 10 minutes before you can supply blood. You can't supply blood if you've been training at altitude or if you had a blood transfusion recently. Um, why, can't, you, why not at altitude? Because that would uh, be dangerous. I think so, because it would be dangerous to take blood. They'd just take all your blood yeah, out. Yeah, all of it. I hope that happens. Um, and they sit down, the doctor just yeah ties a thing around your arm and takes a sample. Straight in. And then you do the urine test where you have to, um, they lay out a number of pots. You have to pick one at random. So you, you have to check whether it's sealed, you have to check whether the numbers line up, you have to check whether the, the, the box looks unopened and untampered with, you have to remove seals. That so what, what's this, what stage is this that you're picking your, is it you picking your own urine? No, so you only have your own urine. Okay. Uh, you're not using anyone else's. Right. But you have to pick the pot that you're going to piss in. Oh, okay. So, sorry, urinating too. So you can pick a pot and you- It sounds like a good carnival game. <laughs> Drinking game. <laughs> Pick a pot. You unwrap it. You check it's all sealed. It's not been tampered with. You unwrap it. Yeah. They lay out a number so you can choose which one you want. You pick a cardboard box. You check that the numbers on the cardboard box line up with the numbers printed on the glass bottles inside the cardboard box. Right. Okay, then you park that and you take the plastic pot. You go to the bathroom. Yeah. And you have to drop your trousers below your knees. You have to lift your t-shirt up above your nipples. So the rule is nipple to knee. And the gentleman who's doing the doping test... It has to stand there and it has to see everything. From behind? Uh, from an angle so he can see the urine coming out of you. So he has to see everything. It's, and quite, it's quite an intense process. Yeah, it is quite an intense process. And the thing that always gets me is like either A, when you've just been to the loo before they come yeah. and you stand there and you can't get enough out, in which case... How you, much do you have to provide? Uh, 90 milliliters. How much is that? It's not... It, 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 if you go for a normal... If you need a wee... And you go, then you'll produce over 90 milliliters. Okay. If you don't, you can you, you squeeze it out. Is that like a small glass of orange juice? Uh, 
It's about it's about oh. if you had a cup, uh, so a normal cup size, it's maybe. We've actually got the we've actually we've got some video, got some video clip. An inch and a half, maybe. Okay. A depth. Um, I'm pretty good at gauging it now. Okay. And I know whether I'm ready to go and stuff like that. But if you can't produce enough, then um, you have to go back and you just have to sit and wait until you can produce <laughs> enough because and he has to be he has to be obviously just observing watching, you the whole time. Yeah. You don't want to drink too much water because it's too diluted. Because that's yeah. that's another thing you can't. People are saying if you can't go to the toilet, why mm. don't you drink more water? Mm. If you then drink too much water, you're not getting the yeah the, yeah as you say it's too diluted. And what yeah. is it? What is it from the body that they're looking? Is it? Uh, urea, I guess. It's, I don't know. Yeah, okay. So whatever gets so it's not just water basically. Because yeah. they do a test on it, they take a pipette and they do a test and they hold it up to the light and see where it's going. In your flat. In, in your, your flat, yeah. To check whether they have your, your flat just suddenly becomes like a lab, basically. <laughs> so you have to sit there and you have to wait and wait, wait. Honestly, I've had some weird ones so I was living in university in first year and I was eighteen, right, and I'd just been at the library. Is this is this your first test? This or? was one of my first okay. tests. And I'd just been at the library. And I come back into my hard study session. Yeah, you know, it's just when you when you actually were back at yeah back in the day. And um, I'm standing there, and I walk back into my flat, and all my flatmates. I lived with like 18 people in first year, and they're all sitting in the kitchen. Yeah, and there's just some middle aged bloke in my kitchen as well. And I was like, I thought it was security or someone like that. And I walk in, and my flatmates like, oh, there he is, pointing to me. And I was like, oh, what, what? And it was a doping control officer, and they came to my bedroom. Yeah. So so at 18. What do you want? So, like, what level are we? Uh, I wasn't yeah. on the hour slot. Okay. But I think I had to provide my training schedule and my overnight accommodation. Okay. I'd won Europeans at that point. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, why are they turning up to your flat then? Because they can come. Overnight okay, accommodation. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. So, went to my bedroom. I had an ensuite. So, it's a tiny little room. And, like, I was just sitting there. And I'd just been to the loo when I left the library. And... <laughs> I was like, so I sat there for a bit and I filled in all the paperwork, all the supplements I've taken, everything like that, all my details, all this stuff. And I go to the loo and I produce like 30 milliliters. Right. And I'm like, oh, God. So I had to sit there. I was sitting Because that's not enough. That's not enough. You need 90. I'm sitting at my desk. This bloke sitting on my bed, right, in my first year flat. And I'm just chatting to him about his wife and kids. All sorts. How he travels, which football team he supports. How was the traffic like today? Yeah, literally. And, um, I'm like, I'm like 18 and we're just sitting strange, in my... Isn't it? Anyway, I was able to produce enough and I went back and my flatmates thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. I told them all the rules. Um, <clears throat> so the worst thing is when you can't produce enough. The second worst thing is, um, and I think blokes experience this. <laughs> but, what, like half-time at football? Well, <laughs> either a bit of stage fright, yeah. which happens with We all get us. it. you got to remember, you have a middle-aged bloke, you, you're basically stripped, start while anything, mm. he has to see your... You pee out your penis basically yeah, from a specific angle. Yeah, right? and he has to see, so he so he sees there's no tubes or anything. Yeah, and you have to really, really concentrate. And I remember my first few tests, I really struggled with it. Or sometimes the swimming pools we train in are quite cold, <laughs> and when you've been working hard, the blood's in your muscles more than it is in the downstairs area. So my worst nightmare is me dropping jowl <laughs> and him just go. <laughs> You know, starting to chuckle, <laughs> uh, which you wouldn't. There's want. no personal judgment there. No, no, no. But I think they've probably seen it all. Or if it's yeah. not, you, if it's not. Yeah, like, but if you've been on warm weather training camp, you've had. Oh, an easy you're day. ready to go, mate. <laughs> Sign me up. Come and test me, lad. <laughs> That's warm up. Yeah. So. So um, yeah, you do you do get both, them, but you just gotta like, even if it's like an acorn, you know, you just gotta <laughs> go for it. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to get it done. Um, but for the good of the sport. For the good of sport and for the cleanliness and all that good stuff.
Yeah, all good. So, so that is anti-doping. And, and how careful do you have to be on sort of a day-to-day basis? I guess now we're moving over to what you're putting in your body. Yeah. So obviously you've got to be careful with the schedules and stuff. Mm. But in terms of what you're putting in your body, um, yeah, how careful do you have to be um, sort of, yeah, day-to-day? So I take a number of supplements, um, but all these supplements are batch-tested. Yeah, by an external I've body. actually got some batch tested. That's what you want. Um, my protein's batch tested. Yeah, no, they are, yeah. No. Which is what you want, and they have to <clears throat> test a certain number for it to be accredited and yeah. all that stuff. But our nutritionist checks all that for us. Okay. And uh, British Women have a partnership with Healthspan Elite, which provide a lot of us. Yeah. Um, a lot of our supplements, so I take <clears throat> creatine. Yeah. Is that like daily or is that daily? Free? Yeah, I take five grams every day. Nice. Um, beta alanine. Okay. which is a supplement that offsets the production of lactic acid in your muscles. Okay. Uh, and then I take like omega-3, vitamin yeah. D, vitamin C, probiotics, multivit. Quite concoction. Nice. Yeah, so I just literally, I'm at night and I'm just like got a big pile of, you know, tablets. Ready to go. And I just get them all down, mate. Um, but they're all batch tested, all, all by And that's completely fine because anyone yeah. can take omega-3, anyone takes vitamin yeah. C, all that stuff. And it's more just for in- illness prevention more yeah. than anything. The grey areas come with therapeutic use exemptions. And these are known as TUEs, aren't they? These are known as TUEs. And this is where... And these, these I think, are the things to, to the general media uh, and general sports fan. These are things that get uh, highlighted, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. as there have been cases across global sport and also in British sport where TUEs, yeah. TUEs have hit the headlines. Yeah, so a TUE, therapeutic use exemption, that's where you have a medication... Uh, you have a you have a condition and you need a medication that is the only type of medication that will allow you to compete, but it also has side effects that can be performance enhancing. Yeah, and that's where the question mark starts, right? But you have to take it mm. in order to, and it's all monitored, and you have to go through loads of forms and loads of paperwork um, to to be allowed to do. It. I, don't, I don't I don't know anyone on a TV. I think I only know one person who's got maybe an asthma. Yeah, TV. I know a few people who. When you have a really bad injury, for example, a shoulder injury, which is quite common in swimming, you can get a cortisone steroid injection yeah. for which you need a TUE. Um, but and I, that's where some question marks start. But to anyone on a TUE, is, if in British in British sport, would be published. Mm. Um, would I be, don't think so. Would it be documented? I, I, so if I spoke to my doctor, he wouldn't tell me who was on TUEs. Okay, I don't think it's publicly. But surely someone. What, do, well, UK Wada, sport probably. You know, UK sport. Wada would know. know. Yeah. But like, I don't know what other countries are on in terms of TUEs. Yeah. I don't know what they're... The thing is, it's, it's all. it comes down to the ethics of the sport doctor at the end of the day because a doctor's... As an independent... Independent, so the British swimming sport doctor. He'll yeah. be presented with an athlete. Who, who is that? Uh, Kate Jordan, Dr. Okay. Kate Jordan at the moment. Um, an, athlete, you, you, an athlete presents a doctor with symptoms. The doctor decides what it is and they have a, a range of medications they can prescribe. And if it sits on a spectrum... Of, of TUEs where this this side they're all perfectly legitimate no one would bat an eyelid yeah. if you prescribed any of these and to the general public it wouldn't really matter yeah but this one has no performance enhancing effects at all yeah and this one has it, it's perfectly normal to treat that illness with this one but yeah. it has got performance enhancing effects I guess, I guess well. an example would be if someone's if you just went to the GP and you're struggling with breathing for example yeah then it's, I guess people you would get a steroid or Inhaler, yeah, stuff like that. yeah stuff like that, and that would help. Yeah, help you breathe. But obviously, if you then take that into an elite mm. setting, 
being able to breathe more efficiently means that you're then able to get more blood around the body, etc., yeah. etc., et and, and go and faster. I think some doctors are of the mindset of it is my sole job to make these athletes quicker at swimming. I will do anything that's within my legal power to do that. Yeah. And I've got no doubt. I'm not saying within swimming, I'm saying within other sports as well yeah. and other countries, that's very much their mindset. Mm-hmm. And while it may be legal, ethically yeah. and morally, some question marks start to arise. Yeah. Some doctors are very much of the mindset. And this is, you know, the case in British swimming. It's like, you know, we'll, we, we do not want to be seen to be doing anything that yeah. could be construed as performance enhancing. I think it can get quite tough when you know about other countries that are further down one end of the spectrum. Yeah, and where that line is drawn. And it gets a bit of a grey area because yeah. then you can start thinking, you kind of get in your own head and you think, well, I'm taking vitamin C. So, yeah. you know, I'm taking nothing more performance enhancing than, you know, something I can get yeah. in my, my diet. But some person might be having... Whereas, whereas your neighbours getting... Might be getting loads of TUEs, yeah. you know, and loads of these things. And while they're illegal and above board, it's it's tough as a sports person when it's our livelihood to sport, like swimming as well. You know, this is our lives, like... This is our finance. This is everything. Yeah, you want to do everything to to get the best out of you, and and, and it can get quite tough. And I know a few athletes have struggled with with kind of wrapping their heads around it, and and that's when you know it gets a bit a bit touchy. I know, you know obviously a few countries have been accused of of state sponsored doping. Yeah, um, and it's been covered quite extensively by the media, and also there are examples of individuals mm. who have served bans, uh, including in the swimming world. Yeah, I mean we we can touch on that, and I think it, it does you do have to uh, uh, sort of recognise it does happen at home as well. And I think one one conversation we had was with CJ Uja, um, a British sprinter. And I think it was the 4 by one maybe the 4 by 2 team at Rio. Um, it's he, Tokyo, wasn't it? Sorry, Tokyo, I mean. Um, he was he was done for, for a drug infringement, but I believe the wording on it was that it was... Um, he ingested a contaminated supplement. So there's yeah. also that line of, when I say you have... To, how careful are you being? You may not do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, but the tricky part can come also come with being overseas and consuming meat products yeah. in which the livestock are fed steroids to yeah. where the regulations aren't quite the same as in the UK. So that can be a question mark. But at the end of the day, the rule is if you get caught with it, it's you who put it that's, in your body and of, yeah. you get held accountable for it. There are no two ways about it. Yeah. And that's, it's ultimately, ultimately down to you. So there's like, Websites where you can check medications over abroad and overseas to check if they're all okay. Yeah, you do need a strong team There's around plenty as of well. Edge. Yeah, and but obviously, I'm sure some people have been caught out. I'm sure some people have used that excuse. Yeah, you know, been cheating. And yeah, used that excuse. So um, I think for that individual, for CJ, um, I just feel sorry for his teammates first and foremost because yeah. because they their medal gone is awful. And at the end of the day, you know, the rule is if 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 you get caught with it, it's used put it in your system and. Yeah, that's that's the way it works, and that's how the sports and I guess the elite world mm. of sport is trying to be protected. Yeah. And I, I know you have spoken about it before, but then you have people who are, I think it's fair to say, well-known dopers. Mm. Someone like Son Yang. Um, I mean, you probably know the whole whole story better than me, mm. but obviously there was a lot of controversy with people sharing podiums with him and stuff like yeah. that, and still being allowed to compete. What's the latest on that? So Son Yang's serving an eight-year doping ban at the yeah. moment, and he should. I mean, I think if you're serving the doping ban, you've been a convicted uh, doping cheat in the past. Because didn't wasn't the story that people had done the the test and mm. then he didn't let them leave with them. Or so he like he got a blood sample taken and he's you gotta understand this guy's like David Beckham in China. Mm. This guy is a national hero. David Beckham actually brought out his own um, honey. 
No way. So I wonder if Song Yang did that in Maybe. Uh, China as Maybe. Well. Um, and he's got, he's got, so he's a massive, massive celebrity. He's obviously got bodyguards because he's so famous. Yeah. And he sent his bodyguards in the house t- to take the blood vial from the doping control officer and smash it with a hammer. And he's serving a doping violation. And that's all well and good. Oh, yeah, good. He's been going down for it. But I know people, my training partner, James Guy, has been stripped of world and Olympic medals because of him. Yeah. He's, and he's this lost. hasn't. Did Jane, did Jimmy get those back? No. Or? No. No, 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 no. So, so he, which, he, which games was this? Or? He, uh, World Champs 2015, Olympics 2016. He's yeah. been popped off the podium. He's been missed out on, on winning golds, you know, and that just, that would have That's changed his life. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's tough that he's got to live knowing that. Um, and, you know, a lot of athletes, including Duncan Scott, Mac Horton, the Australian swimmer, they protested against yeah. Sun Yang by not standing on the podium with him and, and they've received insane amounts of, you know, death threats online just getting bombarded by Chinese fans Um, I'm pretty sure they had to send security to Matt Horton's house when he protested against um, otherwise the bodyguards might come for him well someone yeah with those hammers yeah keep keep um, away from those yeah it's just a crazy world but you know I think he should be stripped of his title but has he got any chance of going to um, Paris Um, I don't know I don't know yeah I, I think it's tough in other countries with doping because they're not as open as they are in the UK. So if in the UK in the training centre, people can just rock up. The doping control officers rock up to the training centre, walk straight in, and they're there, you're there and they keep an eye on you and they see the whole time and then yeah. you get tested. In some other countries where it's state-sponsored, the training centres are behind several levels of, layers of security. Yeah. So a doping control officer will get to the first layer of security. As in someone from WADA, we're yes. talking about yeah, an yeah. independent body. Yeah. They will get to the first layer of security and they will say, we're a doping control officer, we're here to test this athlete. Yeah. And that they will get through the first layer of security and then they'll wait and they'll have to wait through the next. And this has been obviously... Be a few hours before. Well, it's, uh, it's, you know, it can be an hour and a half yeah. until they get there. And, and masking agents are the biggest enemy of doping control officers because yeah. an athlete can take a masking agent and hide what they have been cheating with. Yeah. And if it takes a control officer, but they're not breaking any rules because the doping controls have been allowed into the building, Mm. been allowed into the training environment. But, you know, this is where question marks start to arise. Yeah. No, it's a really interesting um, system and world. And I think one thing that sport and elite sport does come into the media again and again is is doping. Mm. So it's interesting to discuss it and I guess see the past and also the future of it. Um, So for this week's um, freestyle section of the pod, is there anything that you'd improve, change, or any like key bits of advice you'd give to people? Um, I guess kind of maybe at your level, or people mm. maybe striving to be at that level one day with with doping. I think in the UK we're very good at being on top of it. Um, UK sport are brilliant. The, the the education's good. I mean, I've sat in so many doping control lectures. I do one like every year. You yeah. know, to the point where I know it inside out, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's you know, but that's what you need to do. But you need to do it. I'd say. Take responsibility, do your homework, be vigilant, yeah. uh, question stuff. The biggest thing is young athletes, you know, I remember when I was a young athlete, I, I, you know, if my coach asked me to do something, I'd do it, no question. You, know, yeah. you just have such respect for this adult figure in your life who's coaching you. I'm sure some young athletes can get caught out if a coach asks them to take a supplement yeah. that'll help them, then you just, you wouldn't even bat an eye on the young yeah. athlete and that's where that's where the real danger can come. So I'd say... Um, yeah, with people with influence. People with influence, that's the real danger. So, and, and at the end of the day... Money's on the line. 
money's on the line, livelihoods on the line, reputation on the line, and and the rule is if it's in your body, it's your fault. So yeah. I would say just just be vigilant. Yeah, and I, I remember going a few years back now when I guess it was becoming more of a thing for you. I remember you saying, "Oh, anything I have is." But I, no, I think I remember you got a, a bag of protein once. Yeah, and it was just sort of like a standard bag. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been sort of like batch tested, yeah. and like even now, like anything I get is always yeah. like batch. Even even though I'm just running around parks for a laugh, yeah. but if I ever did get the knock on the door, you never know. I could be right here right now. Mate. It could be four of them. <laughs> so yeah, I'd I'd fly through with yeah. um with flying colours. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, that no, that was a really good one. I think we can. There's always elements and ways we can go back into that and yeah. stuff. And I think it's always going to be alive. Uh, topic as well as, as the weeks go by I think so and I think this is almost probably what I get the most questions about from from the general public so I understand that a lot of you will have a lot of questions please 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 get in touch on Instagram drop us a DM drop me drop such a DM you know an email anything you want get in touch because we're here to answer your questions and I think it's such an interesting topic and it's such an unusual topic yeah and something that's unique to sports people um, that I think you know, there's just so much to chat about. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that it's so great having these conversations with you and even myself learning because you are in these places and in these weird situations that just people people just aren't. Mm. Like, who else has someone watching them pee in a pot from well, a weird angle? Whatever you're into, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> for professional, <reasons. laughs> yeah, like, no, it just true. doesn't happen. True, does true, it? true, true. Um, no, it is interesting. But yeah, we're we're really looking forward to next week's episode as well. We're, um, I don't know if we want to, we, we did sort of like drop it last Teased week. It, didn't we? Yeah, but we're, we are going to be together again. We will be in person with a guest, yep. an Olympic champion, yep. which is incredible. Our first Olympic champion yep. guest on the podcast and someone who's been to every level of the sport yep. and I think a real, real fountain of knowledge and a good friend of both of us. Yeah, and I think as well, the key with this one is obviously listening to her and her experience is going to be incredible, incredible, but I think putting a spotlight in women in sport yeah. women in swimming is so important yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll be yeah I can't, can't wait for it and we're going to be in Bath together for that one yeah it'll be good fun so um, yeah should be good everyone have a good week enjoy your Wednesdays or whenever you listen to this and uh, yeah keep sending your stuff into the weekly freestyle look at our TikTok and uh, email as well and uh, yeah see you in a bit thanks guys bye